The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. What's going on? Eric Franson, Andrzej Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, streaming online, 1069thefan.com. And a reminder, if you want to weigh in on anything that we're talking about, agree, disagree, challenge us, it's all good. 435-339-0321 to text into the program today. Uh, uh, Ajay, we've we've covered high school football. We've covered um, the, uh, the Mountain West men's and women's basketball schedules, which are out, which you can read about on cashvalleydaily.com. This hour, we're going to be focusing on playoffs. We've got Major League playoffs. We've got uh, NBA playoffs. We had an interesting college fo- or NFL football game last night, and we've got some interesting games on schedule for this weekend. So uh, a very busy hour for you here. We're also going to get into our Friday Five Best. What are the five best conference rivalries in college football? I would love to hear your thoughts on those as well. Uh, again, if you want to text in and let us know what your who you think um, or which conference rivalries you think are the best in America, 435-339-0321. Text in any time, and we'll get it to those and share those when we get to the segment. But, Aji, let's start with this. Major League Baseball uh, had some games last night. We had games that were unfolding while we were on the air, a game that finished before uh, we started, a game that unfolded while we were on and then uh, a couple others that took place after we got off the air. The Braves wrapped up their series against the Marlins, which is uh, a historic event. Uh, you know, the, the team that has would never lost it? in the postseason. Oh, would you stop it? Uh, somehow, some strange way, collapsed against the Braves. And so the Braves advanced by some sheer magic. Uh, sheer some, magic? Some magician okay. that they you know, found in a just deep, dark they beat cave. Your- your one-year wonder Cubs, who they okay, was able to get released from the, because the dragon the who was holding them captive. Don't choke away. You know they don't choke. The Braves actually can finish off a series. They can get you base hits. They don't. They don't all of a sudden cower in a corner in the fetal position when it comes to playoff baseball like the Cubs do. Using magician so, staffs as bats when they went to the plate. <laughs> magician staffs. Well, it's uh, who's that the guy on Major League? Uh, Pedro Serrano. <laughs> in his, in his voodoo Boo. magic. Joe Boo. Yes, Joe Boo. Yes. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> the, about <it. laughs> The Astros take care of the athletics. Uh, three games to one. Uh, they advance, and they're waiting to see who their opponent's going to be because the Yankees evened their series against the Rays last night, 5-1, to one, which uh, uh, Voight, Torres uh, both hit home runs. Uh, the, the, the New York offense was too much for Tampa. And now they've got Garrett Cole on the mound tonight to, to close the series out. Um, so Tampa's opportunity to make it to the next round, I think, is in jeopardy with Garrett Cole on the other side. Uh, and then the Dodgers and the Padres, that series wrapped up. I was, I was sad that that series didn't become more of what I'd hoped it could be. But the Dodgers' offense was just powerful. Uh, and just they poured on so, so many different runs in so many different ways throughout this whole series and uh, twelve to three in their sweep of the Padres, Justin Turner uh, had a great game. Uh, well, actually, a lot of guys. Uh, um, 
uh, Mike's, uh, excuse me, now his name is slipping my mind. Smith, um, Will Smith, uh, five hits. Just incredible uh, performance by him. And uh, that Dodgers offense is, was cruising through that series. So the next round, we, we're going to have two of the best offenses squaring off in the National League between the Dodgers and the, and the Braves. I'm excited about that. It's really going to come down to pitching, Eric. I think the offenses will show up. But what pitching, uh, what pitcher can get out of a jam? You're going to see a lot of it. You're going to see men on second and third, one out, no out. Bases loaded with one out or no out. You're going to see it all. Uh, so what pitching can actually get the clutch pitch? Get the, I mean, the defense is going to be huge. Can a defense make a spectacular play to get them out of a jam? And how does the bullpen get used as well? The bullpen is going to be a very, very key figure because you're going to see, a, I, in my opinion, you might see a lot of scoring in this series. So what team and what manager can not tax his bullpen by game three, by game four? If you can still have a, a semi-healthy bullpen uh, with three guys that are, that are good enough to go, um, you know, five, six, and seven. If it goes to game seven, boy, that's going to be absolutely major. That's going to be a heck of a series to watch. And yeah, not just a Braves fan, but as a baseball fan, I'm excited to see that one. So we only have one game on, on tap tonight, and that's the game five between the Yan- Yankees and the Rays. Uh, it's starting in about uh, five minutes from now on TBS. Um, and who do you have in this one between the Yankees and the Rays? Who is going to close this out and advance? Eric, I agree 100% with you. Garrett Cole's on the mound. This one's over. I think the Yankees win this series. Uh, I think it's a close game, though, honestly. Two th- What's the? Do they have an over-under for this one yet, or uh, what do they have? It's New York, 147. Yeah, I, I'm going with that. Wow. Yeah, I'll take that one. I think Garrett Cole right now is, is going to be the difference maker. I, I think uh, um, Tyler Glass now is on the other side for – the Rays, by the way, um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, Garrett Cole's been been phenomenal, and he has an opportunity to to do something that few people have been able to do uh, in a closeout game. Um, and uh, he, but he, both pitchers are on short rest. Um, there's no off days, you know, in these playoffs. The way that things are set up, so both players, both pitchers are on short rest. And we'll see how that uh, that could play in effect. You know, who's got uh, the the better arm? And, and I think, like you said, with the other series, who's got the better bullpen? Who's going to be able to come in and and save their guy, give him a little bit of a break? Yeah, a bullpen's going to be huge again. Uh, and, and by the way, I read a stat. I want to say uh, it was Elias Bureau. This is about the Padres Dodgers game. We talked about the experience, Eric. You actually mentioned it. The experience that. Uh, that the Dodgers have in these kind of games and in these kind of series, and the Padres just don't have that at all. And so uh, the Padres had the – it was the youngest kid in for a Padres team to pitch in a postseason game. It was his first postseason game he's ever thrown, and he had to do it against the Dodgers in an elimination game. That's, that's tough. That is hard to do. Ah, uh, shoot, Aja, you stopped talking. I was on the phone. Oh, <laughs> you, okay. You may continue. Sorry, we got a call that came in, uh, an important one. Uh, but um, you were saying, I'm sorry, I had to take that, and I lost. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, the, 
And it was imp- it was good. You know what? You know the worst part about that is no. You want to know what the worst part about that is? Is I came out of there and in my head I'm like, hey, that's a good statement. That's a good segment right there. That's a good thought, RJ. I love it. Only to hear, I just hear silence and I look over. I'm on my phone, like, uh, hello. That was that was wonderful. Thank uh, you, yeah, Eric. Sorry for that Jeez. awkward awkward silence. But here's the phone call. We're going to break away from some uh, baseball discussion. Um, okay. Got a phone call. Um, you had mentioned you'd heard a rumor about a Skyview player who may not be available today. Is that right? Uh, I did hear rumor, yes. So got a call from that player's mother who said he is playing. He is cleared. There, there are, all players will be available. Um, uh, there are some positive cases at Skyview, according to the Cache County School District's website, but it's not affecting the football team right now. So Good. all players are going to be available. All players are going to be available to play in this uh, the final game of the regular season, really, for the Bobcats. So I want to make sure we pass that on and, and clear up any confusion and put to bed That's any great rumors. news. Yeah, no, that's great news, yeah. Uh, I'd heard something, so I, I wasn't exactly sure, and that's why I didn't want to make it official or anything. But uh, thank you to the mom who called in. I greatly appreciate that, and glad to hear the kids are healthy. That is so, so, so important that these kids are healthy, and I'm glad to hear that is the case and that they'll get a chance to play uh, in uh, in a big game tonight. Yes, so uh, that game Skyview will play tonight at Bear River. We'll have it here on the fan starting with pregame at about 645, kickoff at 7. And uh, Hurricane John Newbold and Rex Davis will be on the call. And the full complement of players for Skyview football. So rest assured, those are just rumors and they are not true. And we got that uh, confirmation from someone who definitely knows. So we appreciate the phone call uh, coming in. So I apologize for leaving you hanging there, Rod Jay. No, uh, it's okay. As I took that, I wanted to make sure we had some confirmation and, and verification with what was going on with the situation. So uh, sorry that it took a little bit longer than I had anticipated. But uh, nonetheless, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we're back. Oh, fetch! Hey, the mom wasn't mad though, right? I mean, because I, no. I, I okay. She, she just. I, I just want to make sure because I, I never. I, she was nice. Just I just want to make sure you guys know yeah. everything is good. Because you're right. Because rumors do kind of get spread with you know all this COVID information and whatnot around the valley. It gets around quickly. And someone had told me said, "Hey, you know." You know, this this might be we, we, we don't have an official word on it, but it might be true. And I was like, Well, I, I can't be going on record saying, Well, hey, by the way, this so and so might be testing positive or whatever. You don't want to do that, especially on a radio show, but uh But then uh, you did, sort of. Uh, okay, well calm down. <laughs> Jeez. I did it so the mom or that the person's you know, whoever someone could call in and try to clear it up. So I'm glad they cleared yes, it up. Yes, they did us. clear it up. Uh but as of uh as of Today, the latest report from the Cache County, uh, eight positive cases, active cases right now in Skyview, six active positive cases in Ridgeline, five at Mountain Crest, three at Green Canyon. So uh, the the number was at 20 on Wednesday. It's jumped up to 34 today. So be careful, kids. Wear your masks. Separate. You know, use proper hygiene. And uh, hopefully this doesn't affect too much with these schools and what's going on. But anyway, uh, let's do this, Ajay. Let's get back to the, um, the the Yankees and the Rays. That game is just getting started right now. It's the top of the first inning. Uh, Garrett Cole on the mound for New York. Um, and uh, as we were saying, that these are two pitchers 
who are on on short rest, does uh, does that benefit the Yankees more or Tampa a little bit more? Oh, geez, great question, man. Uh, it, I mean, really, if it's going to favor anyone, it's going to be the the Rays, but it's, it's not going to be by much. I, I just don't think it's going to be by that much. I I, I feel like it, 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 you're looking at an even battle tonight. It's really going to come down to how how long can Garrett Cole go tonight, and can he be effective, especially uh, with his fastball? When he spots his fastball, he's he's one of the better pitchers in the league, uh, or excuse me, in the AL. I won't say in the league. I'll say in the AL. Uh, but I, I get the, the guy has experience in these kind of games, and he's been there, done that, and some of these Yankee guys have been through the same thing. So we'll see if that comes true tonight. You know what's weird? Looking at the schedule, there's no games scheduled tomorrow, uh, but then the American League Championship Series gets underway on on Sunday. And then the National League Championship Series begins on Monday. Even though the National League teams, are, they've been decided as of last night, American League is still to be determined. It seems a little odd that the American League is going first. And that it wouldn't be flip flopped because of the extension of that series between the Yankees and the Rays. Hey, when does the NLDS start then for the Braves or NLCS? I should I should say. When does that start again? So that will be on Monday. Uh, the time has not been announced. Okay. Uh, uh, but it will begin on Monday. The ALCS begins on is currently scheduled to begin on Sunday on TBS. Though the start time has not been released. Huh. All right. I would imagine. So we got we, so we got a heck of a layoff here with baseball, then, don't we? I mean, well, I guess it's what taste Friday. Just a day. There won't yeah, be any okay. baseball tomorrow, but then uh, the ALCS starts on Sunday, and then we'll have game one in the NLCS, and it'll be game two of the ALCS on Monday. Okay. So wow, yeah, you're right. That is kind of odd, especially with uh, the AL. This is game five, right? Correct. Yep. So this is it. Yeah, that does kind of surprise me that they're starting on Sunday. Uh, I'll tell you this though. I mean, if if anything, Houston's in great in a great spot because they haven't had to use much pitching with their bullpen, uh, and so they'll have plenty of rest as well, getting ready for Sunday. And meanwhile, the Yankees and Rays who are duking it out right now. If they have to exhaust their bullpen, Eric, they're in serious trouble for game one. Really, really big trouble. New York? Uh, either. Either Tampa or, Bay or, or New York. That's true. New York or, or, or Tampa. Yeah, if this is a uh, a pitcher's duel where they're going deep into the uh, into the later innings, that could cause real problems in the six, in the next round for them. It's not, yeah, you're right, not much time off. That's that's crazy to have them start Sunday. Wow, huh? I mean, but I guess you don't expect uh, two two NLDS teams to sweep their opponent. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I could see I could see where we're coming from there. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. You know, if Tampa took care of business last night, then we would have had two days uh, yep. of no baseball and three days in between games. Um, well, I guess it still would have been two days in, in between games for the uh, ALCS. But again, if they go into extra innings tonight, like you said, Eric, boy, they're going to be hurting on Sunday while Houston's just laying back, and they haven't used a lot of their bullpen in that A series, so uh, they, they they could be in trouble. Houston versus either New York or Tampa. Does, does Houston have an advantage over either one of these teams? 
Yeah, I think Houston. I think Houston dominates Tampa Bay. If it comes to that, if it's the Yankees, I like the Yankees. If it's uh, if it's Tampa Bay, I like Houston. Um, interesting. I I think it'll be the for TV purposes, it'll be more interesting to have New York versus Houston, just because of the bad blood between these those two teams. Um. But I, I'm going to hold to my fact that I, I believe that Tampa is a is a more well-rounded team, and uh, should be able to get through the game today, and then be able to get through the Astros. I, I think uh, it could set up for a Tampa versus LA Dodgers World Series. Ooh, is that attractive to you though? Is that sexy for the ratings? I mean, Tampa versus the Dodgers for ratings purposes, no. But Houston versus LA would be. Oh, it'd be amazing. Joe Kelly back out there. Oh, my gosh. Joe Kelly throwing a Bregman or Springer. Oh, my gosh. That'd be freaking awesome. Just to see Houston back in the World Series after everything they've gone through, all the, <laughs> all the controversy, to say, no matter, we're still here. We're still good. Hey, tell me this. So- maybe maybe the, the banging on the drums really didn't mean as much as y'all thought it was going to mean. Well, and he, okay, so maybe our Friday five best should have been the five best teams that cheated to win a championship. <laughs> uh, because who who would be more uh, viled as a team that made a championship? The 2007 New England Patriots or the 2020 Houston Astros? Um, probably the Astros. Really? Well, I don't because, know. Dude, I, mean, and I think as the, the die, football is a bigger sport, though. As a diehard Patriots fan, it was every single Sunday. It was every single Sunday you heard about this. Um, when they put up 52 against the horrible Washington Redskins. When they put up, you know, 40 points against the Jets. It's just... It was always one thing after the other. And when New England lost that Super Bowl to the New York Giants... The world celebrated. I, I, I don't know, man. I feel like New England was so much more hated than Houston is. Well, yes. I think that at the same time, New England had a, a run of success leading up to that before that started to come out. Uh, not to take away that Houston necessarily hasn't, but not to the same level or the same degree. Nah, that's a good point. And there have been a few other, uh, I, I guess, shadows over New England over some things that some were not that big a deal, some were overblown, some proved to be eh, maybe they're skirting it a little bit, coming close to the edge. But um, but the thing that's frustrating with Houston is it was a full-blown cheating scandal and no player was penalized. And that's what makes it so frustrating to see what they're doing and still having success in the postseason. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point because I guess New England lost to a, a draft pick and fined five hundred thousand dollars, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So uh, anyway, the the games one of the games going on tonight um, with the um, the uh, the Tampa Rays and the the New York Yankees. It's underway right now. 
And uh, we'll, we'll see what, uh, what happens for this one to see who advances to face the Astros. And it's game five. It's a win or go home in this situation. And then on, to, on uh, Sunday, it'll be game one in the National League Championship Series between the Dodgers and the Braves, two of the best offenses squaring off against each other here in the postseason. Uh, that, that series should be a lot of fun if you like offense, if you like home runs, if you like seeing guys run around the bases. If you're all about pitching and low scores, probably not the series for you. <laughs> hey, who do you think wins tonight? Rays or Yankees? Who's your pick? Uh, I've got the Rays. I've got the Yankees. Okay, we'll see what happens. On Monday, hey, dude, I, we'll recap. Uh, we'll, we'll know what the uh, championship series look like, and we'll have a few games under the belt as well. And I, I think I'm already down two zero in our pick six. Uh, let me see here. Let me pull it out. Because Tom Brady didn't throw a pick, and Judge, I don't think got the two hits. Uh, well, it was Tom Brady interception against Chicago yesterday, and he no, didn't throw one. And he did not. So I got that sure. correct. I said no. You said yes. And the other one was John Carlos Stanton hits versus Tampa in game four. Line was set at two and a half. He only had one. So I'm already down 2 0. Yep. You took oh. the over on that. Well, good thing I'm quarantining till when? <laughs> so I can stockpile a few uh, <laughs> wins here, even though I owe you for last week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, got to take another time out here on the Full Court Press. There was a football game last night. We've got uh, an NBA playoff game tonight. We've got some interesting college football and NFL games this weekend. And we'll talk about our Friday Five Best. We'd love to hear from you on wh- what you think are the five best conference rivalries in college football. Not non-conference rivalries, conference rivalries. 435-339-0321 to participate on the Full Court Press. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football, it's the Red River Showdown as Texas battles Oklahoma. Hi, I'm Drew Bonadelli. Join Kevin Ray, Chad Brown, and me for all the action as Spencer Rattler and the Sooners look to right the ship against Sam Ellinger and the Longhorns. Texas, Oklahoma from the Cotton Bowl. If it's NCAA football, it's right here. Saturday, beginning at 9.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. RoofMax by Quality Pace Roofing is a quick, easy, and affordable alternative to a complicated, expensive, and life-disrupting asphalt roof replacement. Homes and businesses may need roof help going into the winter months. Call 757-9642 and let Quality Pace Roofing see if RoofMax can save you thousands. A simple, nationally recognized and approved asphalt shingle rejuvenation process, extending the life of your roof up to 15 years beyond the warranty. Never before has there been a product that can extend the life of your asphalt shingle roof until roof max by Quality Pace Roofing. Google Quality Pace Roofing or call 757-9642. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette of Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are excited to welcome you to both office locations, the Cache Valley Hospital and 169 North Gateway in Providence, right next to the Bank of Utah. Social distancing and all safety guidelines are in place. The new Providence office location will also be accepting patients for the Allergy Clinic and Hearing Aid Center. Please call 753-7880 for telehealth conference calls. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. That's CacheValleyENT.com. This is Larry from Larry's Pharmacies. Got your flu shot yet? 
I recommend everyone six months and older get vaccinated. The flu is a serious disease that annually kills thousands and hospitalizes hundreds of thousands. Toddlers, young adults, and seniors are affected most. Protect yourself, those around you, and the whole valley by getting vaccinated today. Come in, no appointment necessary. Stop it in its tracks and don't pass it on. We even come to group gatherings. Thanks, Cash Valley, supporting us for 20 years. Stay well. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, uh, apologize for the, I'm looking it up now, about two and a half minutes of dead air there earlier in the hour. <laughs> two and a half minutes, dude? <laughs> two and a half minutes. <laughs> that is, that is not great. Uh, hey, did someone text in, though? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you to 2776. Great radio, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he also said, oh, no, what did AJ do? I love that they blame you for I know. the science. That's just how it's going to go here. <laughs> uh, if you missed it, uh, the reason we were quiet for a while there, got a call from a, a football player's mom who had heard some things we were talking about earlier uh, about a player potentially isolated because of COVID. It turns out that player... He has not been isolated, is not positive for coronavirus, and will be playing tonight. So really appreciate those who were listening, who notified mom, and uh, having mom call into the studio. We do appreciate that. Keeping us honest, keeping us straight. We do appreciate that, even if it did mean we had some dead air for a couple of yeah. minutes. Well, and, 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 it is, and it is great news, Eric, that A, that he's healthy and that he's okay, but also because Titan Saxon is, Saxon is a really, really key football player on a very talented Skyview football team. And so you want the very best out there in such an important game, and Titan Saxon is one of the best out there. And it's, it, it's great to hear that he is, uh, he's well, that he's healthy, and that he's available to play tonight. That's great for Skyview, and it's great for the football team. So glad to hear that uh, that Titan uh, is going to be all right and ready to go for tonight's big game. Looking forward to that. So somebody who may not have been really available for his team last night, Tom Brady. Oh, shut up. Okay, that's it. You know what? Is We're going to have a conversation. Is it a sign of his age? He's no. track of downs? No. Is he, the, is he the Joe Biden of the NFL all of a sudden? No, hey, by the way, two seven seven six. I say it in jest. Listening to you guys on my short commute home. Love you, two seven seven six. Thanks for listening. You are the best, 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 best. Listen, no, Eric. Look, you. He lost track how, of what down no, it was. Yes, yeah, Eric. How how many years has he been playing football? How many years? A long Wait, time. What? Yeah. So you don't think he's going to have one brain fart? The guys came back from a 28-3 deficit in the Super Bowl, a 28-14 deficit in the Super Bowl, uh, a uh, or a 24-14 deficit in the Super Bowl. He's won six Super Bowls. He's the greatest of all time. He has one moment, one moment in a regular season football game playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that he forgets the down, and then everybody just goes completely berserk. I don't get it, man. I only say that because I knew I would get you riled up. Oh, dude, you but got me going that, now. The thing, oh. that, the thing that is a, a little bit silly here is that 
he was barking at his offensive line, chewing them out, and then he pulls that. And it, I, I, I've, I've seen some people compare it. You know, what if, if for a basketball it, it, comparison, what if we saw Kobe Bryant chewing out Meta World Peace for missing on a, on a crucial rebound, and then turning around and pulling a J.R. Smith, uh, like J.R. Smith did in the in the uh, championships with the LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, so here's the thing about that, though, Eric, quite, is that Kobe has done that. Kobe has same. chewed out his teammates. He's ripped them to shreds and then gone out there and shot 5 of 30. So he's, I mean, now he didn't forget that there he didn't have a timeout or that there was, I mean, he knew the score, he knew the situation, but he would pretty much shoot his teammate out of the game, but yet chew his teammates out for just incredible just nonsense reasons. Now, again, look, it is on Brady. You're 100% right. You should know the down. You should know the distance, time and score, and everything in between. Here's the problem. This is what happens when you don't play with Coach Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick would have absolutely made sure that Tom knew where what down it was, that Josh McDaniels knew, told Tom what down it was, that Tom Brady knew what down it was. Like, and I, I just... I only imagine that the offensive coordinator didn't say anything to Tom Brady. Say, hey, by the way, hey, fourth down here. We're about six yards away. Got to throw it across the sticks. Make sure the uh, the receiver gets there. Well, the the thing that's funny about all this is that the the play call, the way that it happened. Yes, it didn't it didn't ultimately work. But the play call, what he was trying to do in that play, was the thing to do on a fourth down, or even if it was on a third down. I mean, he was trying to get a first down, trying to get chunk yards. It's not yeah. like if it was a third down in his brain, he would have tried to do something different. So I think people need to give the guy a little bit of a pass here because it's not like he spiked the ball and let the <laughs> did a turnover on downs and not realizing what was happening. He was trying to make a play to get a first down, so I think people do need to give him a bit of a pass there because ultimately it didn't didn't really matter. He was what he was trying to do on the play would have been the right thing to do, whether it was a third down or a fourth down. Well, I want to still know what he was thinking on it though. Why did he think it was f- third down? How do you do that? Like you like you're running the plays, and there's a scoreboard to in front of you, to the left, to the right. There's sticks on the sideline. You have an offensive coordinator in your uh, in your helmet that's talking to you. There's a scoreboard behind you. How do you not know it was fourth down? I, I and nobody asked him that last night. And I wish somebody would have followed up and said, "Did you know what down it was when you threw that last play?" Well, when they Yet, pressed him about it afterwards, he just he, he kind of blew it off. I just knew I needed to get chunk yards. Is all he had to say. Uh, yeah, that's not an answer. And Bruce that's Arians accept- said, "No, he knew." So Bruce Arians didn't really hide it or try to defend oh, yeah. his quarterback either. Well, he shouldn't. Like, how else do you explain that? Honestly, how else do you explain? Yeah, I, you know, it's fourth and eight, and I threw up four yards. You, that's you know, that's like it just doesn't happen. You know what he was really doing? He was signaling oh, how many wins Chicago now has. He was calling it before it was over. That's four. That's four wins for Chicago now. That's you four? are just gloating about That's Tom Brady losing. You know, I don't know who's worse. You are calling cowards. <laughs> Look, I, I, but I mean, I, I, but you know, you're right. Give credit to Chicago for getting their fourth win, but they still suck. They're still a bad football team. Nick Foles is still horrible. 
Hey, and the other well, thing, by the way, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Oh, stop it! No, don't even. So is Trent Dilfer. And look, he's by the come way. in and he solidified the position for Chicago. Oh, gee, solidified the other backup option was Mitch Trubisky. You tell me what you should do. Hey, the other thing that bothered me is that so Tom Brady ran off the field immediately after the game, and people are saying, "Well, he didn't shake Nick Foles' hand." Yada yada yada. Do, do we did we all forget that there's a virus trending around the NFL right now? Like the Jets are on the verge of not having their game on Sunday well, with Arizona. That's true. I mean, it, it just it, it that just uh, reemphasizes my point earlier that Tom Brady is the Joe Biden of the NFL. Yes. Oh my! Careful about catching a virus because he's the old oh, man. Oh my hell! I'm gonna <laughs> freaking lose my shiz. I'm not even kidding you. Did you just? Oh, I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> I think that. I think hey, that's it's one hundred six nine. The fan. And this is for the people, starring Eric Franson. <laughs> I think. I, <laughs> I think that jerk. is getting. I hate you. I think that's getting overblown as well. I mean, it is a common courtesy that you go and you do something, you point at them, or you give them a, a wave, or you a fist bump, or something. I, I get it that there's been a lot well, maybe more made of what. You know, players embracing each other, even though you shouldn't. And Nick's be, all like, a problem "Where's Tom you? Brady? I want to hug Tom Brady." I'm like, "Dude, he can't hug you. Like, it, there's a virus, you moron. What are you looking for him for?" He's old. He needs to be protected. Oh my gosh, you're freaking old, and you need to be protected. You should be quarantining instead of me. <laughs> the, the bigger, the bigger problem in this game for Tampa is their consistent issue with penalties. This is a team that is one of the highest penalized teams a year ago. It continues to be a problem this year. Uh, this is a team that is not as disciplined as Tom Brady's used to being around, and they're going to shoot themselves in the foot more throughout the regular season if they can't get that tightened up. Yeah, absolutely. And re- but remember, though, Tom Brady's not playing with over half of his receiving corps because they're not healthy. Yeah, uh, so I, and, and I did say the mistake of Mike Evans was out for the season. It's not Mike Evans. It's O.J. Howard who's out for the year. And that's a big, big blow to this team. And so, uh, I mean, it, he doesn't have half his offense there. They're missing key pieces. All of those are uh, for, for Tom Brady. And, and like you said, the defense hasn't been as great. So uh, still a lot of work to be done uh, for Tampa Bay. So uh, it was a Chicago win. They advanced. They go to four and one uh, in on the season so far. Uh, I, I'm to be honest. I would not have predicted a Chicago start like they've had right now. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's going to last. If you ask me, I, I. Uh... I mean, they, they've snuck out some really close wins in this in this early five game stretch. Yeah, but again, I, I just. We'll see if Nick Foles can actually keep it together. I still think he sucks and he's overrated. Every game they have they have played has been decided by one score. Holy crap. They beat the Lions 27 to 23. You remember the Lions had a chance to uh, win that game and they should have won that game. It up at the end. Uh, yep. They beat the Giants 17 to 13. They beat the Falcons 30 to 26 in their loss against the Colts last week it was 19 to 11. And then they beat the Buccaneers twenty to nineteen. So this team is—they've had every game that they've been in, that they've come down to the wire. Yeah, no, you're right. And again, they've got away with some of those wins. Uh, they, they still—I mean, look—they can't compete with the the Packers though. The Packers run that division they have for the last ten years. 
um, actually 12 years. I so I mean yeah they they they're three and one now. I still think they end up finishing 10, 10 and six, if that, and they lose the division to the Packers. The Packers will sweep them. Uh, Packers have a bye week this week. Um, but looking at some of the other games on the schedule, we've got a really fun one, I think, on the, here on the fan on Sunday when the uh, Raiders and the Chiefs play each other. It'll be at 11 o'clock, um, and it, it's going to be on CBS. I'm not sure if we'll be seeing it. I don't know what the broadcast schedule looks like in our area, but we will have it on radio, I know for sure. Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, um, the Raiders. Mm, yeah, uh, it'll be a good one. Looking like a, a little bit better team. Um, and they could could challenge the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs still take care of business, but I think that could be a really fun game. Those are division rivals, and there's no love loss between those two franchises. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that. Uh, I mean, Derek Carr is a team that can take you out of a, take you out of a game as a quarterback, but uh, I still feel like they uh, uh, I still feel like they they can give with the defense they can give Kansas City. Uh, a bit of a problem. So, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting game. I'm, I'm glad that one's on our radio. Uh, I think another one which could be intriguing, the Browns and the Colts. The Browns kind of finally getting some things put together in, in their favor. Uh, the Colts, kind of an up-and-coming team in the NFL. Both are 3-1. and one. Uh, That game at about 2.30 in the afternoon on Sunday. Um, and then I think another one which could be intriguing, not because there's two good teams facing each other, but I think there's a lot of interesting storylines off the field, and that's the Cowboys hosting the Giants with uh, the Cowboys' former coach as a defensive coordinator for New York. Uh, Giants have been in some close games, just haven't been able to get a win just yet, and Cowboys much maligned because they score offense. They score on offense, but they allow their opponents to score just more points. Their defense has uh, not performed at all. Huh. Yeah. I, their offense is uh, their offense is all right. I uh, the other problem that I have is, uh, or at least not problem I have, I should say, I should say, um, the game that I'm actually looking forward to, and I just lost it to. Doggone it, I just had it. Sorry, I have to relook for this. Sorry, give me one moment. Oh, there it is, Viking Seahawks. That's uh, Russell Wilson's been on a, on fire as of late, and uh, and the Vikings, on the other hand, their defense has been great. Offense has been mediocre at best. But I think their defense, if anything, if they can contain Russell Wilson, I know it's in Seattle, gives them a puncher's chance. But Bills-Titans on Tuesday night. Both teams Ooh, yes. are undefeated. Bills 4-0, Titans 3-0. Uh, this is going to be a dandy of a matchup. Defensive battle. And this will be the toughest defense that Josh Allen has faced yet this season so far. He's going to get a really good dose of Mike Vrabel's uh, aggressive blitzes and such. And if he can handle this... Might be a better quarterback than people are giving credit for. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that one. I think that's a really, really juicy matchup uh, for the weekend. Uh, this one kind of surprises me. The 1-3 Jaguars are at the 0-4 Texans. Texans fired their head coach, and who was also their GM. Uh, their head coach, who also said he wanted to take over play calling duties on offense. He's gone, but the Texans are favored by 5.5. Did I just what? tell you how bad the Jaguars are, or how bad the Jaguars are five and a half are perceived. No way. Texans favored by five and a half right now, dude. They oh, I'm taking the under. <laughs> uh, that's like they just fired their coach. 
They're now trying to find their identity after, uh, um, after uh, what's it? Billy O'Brien turned Deshaun Watson into a a frog. Uh, I just, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the under on this. I mean, yeah, I mean Deshaun Watson versus Gardner Minshew. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think that uh, this could start to prove just whether uh, how messed up O'Brien was, uh, how good the team is, or vice versa. That this was just a bad team. Maybe no, it, maybe Watson really isn't that good of a quarterback. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's it's Billy, man. Billy is a crappy coach and a crappy GM. All right, uh, coming up next here in the Full Court Press, we'll get into college football. We've got some interesting games on tap. Before we talk about the schedule, we'll get into our Friday Five Best. What are the best conference rivalries in college football? I'd love to get your thoughts on that as well. Feel free to text in who you think, some of the games that you think are the best conference rivalries in college football. 435-339-0321 on the Full Court Press. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a week five showdown of AFC West rivals as the Kansas City Chiefs host the Las Vegas Raiders. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldinger and me for all the action. Can Patrick Mahomes and the defending champion Chiefs remain undefeated? Or will Derek Carr lead the silver and black to the upset in Arrowhead? It's the Chiefs and the Raiders. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It's about trust, service, safety. The things that have always been at the center of everything we do. It's why at Valvoline Instant Oil Change, our certified technicians complete over 270 hours of training. It's why we provide quality service that's rated 4.6 out of 5 stars. And it's why you never have to leave the safety of your car. So when it's time for a change, we'll be right here, just like we've always been. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Service you can see experts you can trust now open at 695 north main logan coldwater stone and tremont and is under new ownership and is partnered with castellite and logan with over 50 years of combined experience they'll help you find the most stunning products for your home coldwater takes some of the most beautiful resources earth has to offer then shapes and blends them to help create your dream home natural stone at manufactured stone prices stop in at the tremont and facility or see samples at castellite and logan let us help you create your custom masterpiece more information at coldwaterstone.com coldwater stone the natural choice for all of your stone needs this is mark thurston with white pine funeral services for 45 years i've called cash valley home for the last 21 years i've been honored to serve and get to know the people here as i've worked in the funeral industry I'm honored to be with White Pine Funeral Services as well as my associates, Chad Mangum and James Stevens. Visit whitepinefunerals.com or call 435-709-6800. We're here and we will be here when you need us most. White Pine Funeral Services, only the best. It's cold outside, but you can keep warm inside with a quality-built, super-efficient York furnace. Count on a furnace from York because it's backed by the strongest warranties available. It's just another way we install confidence. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, your local York dealer, at 752-7272. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. York. Install confidence. We're not comfortable until you are. Advanced heating and air. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
Eric Franson, Andre Salveson here on 106.9 The Fan, 1390 AM, streaming online, 1069thefan.com. Bottom of the second inning, no score yet between the uh, Yankees and the Rays. The game is the only Major League Baseball game on the schedule tonight. It's not the only playoff game on the schedule tonight. We'll get into the NBA game, game five, for them as well uh, in Orlando in just a moment. Before we do that, oh, Ajay, let's get into our Friday Five Best, the five best conference rivalries in college football. There are some great, great non-conference rivalries in college football, but there are equally fantastic conference rivalries in college football, and some of them have some real deep history. So let's start with number five. And for me, number five on my list, I'm going to the Big Ten. The the uh, battle for Paul Bunyan's axe. Wisconsin and Minnesota. You not, This game usually doesn't have national implications. Who's going to go to a national title game? Minnesota doesn't quite have the history like Wisconsin does. But it's usually a cold weather game. It's in the north, in the upper Midwest. Uh, it's a trophy game. I always love trophy games. Uh, They have played each other 129 times. It's a historic rivalry. And for me, that's uh, number five on my list of best conference rivalry games in college football. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that one a lot. Uh, My number five is going to be kind of a, I mean, it's a familiar one, but it's really died off in the last 10, maybe 12 years. USC and UCLA. I mean, two schools that usually, I mean, Eric, back in the 80s, they used to battle it out for a spot in the number, in a, for a spot as one of the top three or top two teams in college football back in the day. They've had uh, a course of athletes uh, or football players, Troy Aikman, Herschel Walker, Reggie Bush, OJ Simpson, uh, Matt Leinart, or Carson Palmer. I mean, however you want to take it. Uh, this rivalry has what used to be really, really saucy, and like I said, it's died off a lot since. I mean, since 2012, uh, we could say. And uh, I, I hope that that rivalry gets back to the prestige that it once was, because it, it, man, it's been good for a long time. Ooh, I like that one, and that one has had national implications, uh, and uh, certainly conference title uh, implications with that rivalry. Uh, number four on my list, this one, in my mind, has had national title implications and, uh, and conference title implications for many, many years in many different ways. It's uh, Georgia versus Auburn in the SEC. Um, and uh, excuse me, that's actually a <laughs> – I'm sorry, that's a non-conference, um, at least now. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I like – well, Georgia and Auburn <laughs> – just go with it. Go with I'm just going to go with it. Georgia and Auburn, Deep South, uh, regarded as the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Um, and um, uh, just Georgia and Auburn have had years where they've been uh, national title contenders or have won national championships. Uh, it's a very historic rivalry between those two schools. Uh, we've seen, like you said, and what you just talked about, a lot of great uh, Heisman winners come out of those two schools, uh, great uh, players that advanced onto the NFL. Uh, and it's uh, usually uh, solid programs, always successful and always in the hunt for what's going on uh, between the two of them in, in part of the national spotlight. So Georgia and Auburn. 
That's a good one. Uh, what was the one? There, there's one. In fact, and, and I know it's a conference rivalry. I'll put this as my honorable mention. The uh, the cocktail party. Oh, Florida and Georgia. They uh, I think they play that in Jacksonville, Florida too. Uh, that's always one of the, the the more underrated rivalry games that is that is in college football. That's an honorable mention, though. Uh, Eric, I'm going to go at number four. Uh, for me, this one's going to come out of the course of the uh, Big Twelve. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma. Um, this also has been a, a prestige, uh, very well storied rivalry for so many years. Again, another two teams who have fought for the top spot, have played games with national championship implications written all over it, Big 12 championship implications written all over it, and uh, it's, it's died off the board, especially this year. Uh, more so this year than I think in in, in more recent memory. But uh, I, again, I, and you look at the Heisman Trophy finalists on this thing; it's loaded. It's absolutely loaded from Colt McCoy to, to Adrian Peterson, uh, uh, Applewhite. What was his name? Jason Applewhite. Major Applewhite. Uh, Major Applewhite. Thank you, my man. Uh, and then uh, Vince Young as well. I mean, there's just and these games. Like, we're fierce. And I know it didn't really show it in on the field, like some other ones that we're going to mention, but the hatred for these two teams that hate each other is off the charts. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, and it, uh, that's number three on my list, actually. Uh, and there's been a fierce rivalry, of, not just between those two teams, but in the, the fan bases. Uh, there's been some really bitter, bitter fights that have broken out between uh, those the fan bases of those two schools uh, very historic, uh, the Red River Showdown, Texas, Oklahoma. That's actually number three on my list. Uh, number three for me is going to be Alabama and Auburn. Uh, I don't think I need to really say much more Ooh, than this, the than the Bowl. Iron Bowl. Uh, just, I mean, it's delicious. Cam New, anyway. I mean, and they've had some pretty classic games. The goal line stand, the kick six. Uh, I just, uh, there's so many games. So many moments you can mention, and everybody knows what game you're talking about. And again, you want to talk about hatred. Absolutely lives here. There's a reason, Eric, that they play this game as a regular season finale every single year. Yeah, without fail. Uh, that's a great one. Absolutely great one. Uh, number two on my list is perhaps one of the most historic rivalries in college football. It's not in a big power conference or even in the group of five. I go to the Ivy League for Yale and Harvard 136 oh. times these two teams have squared off against each other. Uh, they call it the game. Um, it's uh, not a, you know, there's not going to get big, huge fan attendance. It's not usually going to make a, a ton of highlights on Sports Center. But uh, it, it's the Ivy League. A lot of smart people get together uh, for this one. Uh, it's very historic. Uh, it, it, if any Ivy League game you ever hear about, it's usually this one between Yale and Harvard at the end of the year. Yeah, and then they go inside and they play a good, uh, a good, strong game of chess after, and so um, <laughs> good stuff. Uh, for me, number two is going to be uh, Miami and Florida State, uh, two ACC football teams who have duked it out. Uh, wide right, wide left, wide left part two, wide left part three. You had the uh, the uh, Catholics, or not the Catholics, be the convicts <laughs> uh, of the early 90s that was just, I mean, they go up against this elited Florida State squad led by Bobby Bowden 
Jimmy Johnson on the other side. And by the way, Jimmy Johnson and Bobby Bowden did not like each other a whole lot there during their time. And then Bobby Bowden and Dennis Erickson definitely did not like each other. I mean, there. so it didn't just go from players, but also went to coaches. And again, this is a, and, and unlike the other two rivalries I just mentioned, this one will always spill onto the field. Usually rivalries, I mean, some of them were taking, you know, just on, you know, in banter, in trash talk, in the fans, and then, you know, in the stadium seats, but rarely on the field. This one always ends up on the field. Always. And in fact, I think that's what happens this Saturday when they meet up. Uh, but speaking of games this Saturday, Texas, Oklahoma is this Saturday as well. We'll have it here on the fan. Uh, number one for me is Ohio State and Michigan in the Big Ten. When they call it the game. Um, sometimes it comes down to national championship. Now, it hasn't quite had the same luster as it has in years past. Uh, I, I think that um, that maybe it, uh, it's coming alive a little bit more. The trash talking and the competitiveness, uh, is uh, at least the lead-up to it, has been a little bit more sexy and, in, and exciting lately. But uh, it's uh, usually the, the big game to watch for in conference uh, uh, rivalries. Uh, big, huge stadiums that fit a lot of people, uh, national fan bases, national title implications on the line when these two teams have played each other historically. And uh, I, I think that is the number one conference rivalry in college football. Good call. Mine's going to be one that used to be a conference rivalry. Now it's just turned into a out-of-conference rivalry. But I'm going to count it as a conference rivalry because of the many years they did so. BYU and Utah. This one has always been really interesting. You've had, and you talk about Heisman finalists, Ty Demmer, Alex Smith, uh, Britton Johnson was an underrated quarterback for Utah, but it's more the outside role players other than the QB that makes this rivalry great. And some of the great games, right? Uh, the uh, Heartline catch, uh, the, uh, you had the game uh, where Utah ended up driving down, I believe, uh, for a game-winning field goal in a three-nothing contest in the snow, uh, in oh, I think back-to-back years, Max Hall and the BYU Cougars beat Utah one year to win the Maui's Conference Championship. Utah returned the favor the following year, getting themselves a Sugar Bowl invite to beat up Alabama. Uh, this one, this rivalry, has all sorts of trash talk. This rivalry has hatred on the field. Uh, this rivalry has kids who families played in Provo, but he's going to go play at Utah. Kids and families who played at Utah, but you can go play at Provo. That's uh, the respect, one. the re- yeah, it's it, it's fun stuff. That's a good one. Okay, Ajay, less than thirty seconds to go here. Game five in the NBA between the Lakers and the Heat. Do the Heat extend the series, or do the Lakers wrap it up tonight? Lakers by eighteen. Ooh, by eighteen. There's yeah. no no Goran Dragic tonight. I think that would have made a big difference for Miami with him out. I, I think it is Lakers by ten. Good call. Uh, so that game starts at 7 o'clock on ABC. That wraps that up. Uh, you got Major League Baseball to watch as well. Busy night.